What's up guys, Brett here, and in this episode, I interview Field Feeling, the CEO and founder of Fields Good Chicken. They are a restaurant with six locations based out of New York, and as you can imagine, they have a, they've had a really tough time during the pandemic, like many restaurants all over the world, but specifically New York, they've seen um, a lot more of a lockdown in comparison to some other states, obviously. So he's been through a lot, and nonetheless, he's been successful though. And he's super inspiring. We talk about all kinds of great things they've changed as a business to survive and thrive during COVID and what their plans are to continue growing afterwards. We talk uh, on a number of topics, including branding and just how important that is for a restaurant. We talk about how they're focused on simplifying their approach and focusing on what matters to grow the restaurant and a variety of other interesting topics I think you're going to love. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Hi, my name is Brett Linkletter, CEO and founder of Misfit Media, the best damn restaurant marketing agency on the planet. Here at Misfit, we help restaurant owners grow and scale their business through strategic online marketing practices. Right now, you're listening to our podcast, Restaurant Misfits, where we'll discuss all things related to restaurant marketing, management, and everything else in between growing a restaurant business. This podcast is also brought to you in collaboration with Total Food Service, for over 30 years, Total Food Service has provided the restaurant and food service industry with exclusive interviews to the latest news on products, trends, associations, and events. You can sign up for a free monthly subscription by visiting TotalFood.com today. And from all the misfits over here, we hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Field, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm super glad to hear that. It looks like certain states are finally opening up in our country for the restaurant space, which is great news. As of literally yesterday, I think was I think it's Texas and Mississippi are now opening up, which is which is cool to see in our industry. I guess. Yep. I think. Yep. In New York, just opened indoor dining. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Twenty five. That's amazing. Capacity, but it's but it's still it's something. That's progress, right? Hey, that's a, yeah. that's a big comeback from where we were at previously. So there we go. <laughs> um, anyway, feel for, for all our listeners that are just tuning in today and learning about you for the first time, can you just give them like a, a quick intro on yourself and, and what you guys do um, at your restaurant? Sure. So Fields Good Chicken is a fast, casual restaurant concept. Um, we've been in business for coming up on seven years now, which is crazy to me. Uh, it's, it's a healthy chicken concept. Um, so we do roasted chicken and grilled chicken and fresh veggies. Uh, and it's all about sort of the, the approach to clean chicken, which is something that when I started, started the concept didn't really exist. There's a lot of fried chicken out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of chicken restaurants, but not like the healthy, better for you, better ingredients type restaurants. So that's what we're all about. Um, Love it. And it came out of, I, I made a run of trying to be a professional cyclist a long, long time ago and failed miserably at that, uh, but got into the restaurant business because I was into healthy eating, started working in a restaurant because um, I thought I'd be able to train during the day. That didn't work, but uh, so the rest is history. So, but, but the concept is inspired by the like healthy, active lifestyle that I had when I first got into the restaurant business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So are you saying, you're saying most chicken concepts, the whole like healthy chicken, I mean, what, what are most of them you think doing wrong in comparison to what you guys What's, what's the biggest difference? I don't you think see, they're right? really doing wrong. I just don't think there's very many 
health focused chicken concepts out there. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few new ones, but uh, like when I first started, there was not most, most, most chicken concepts serve fried chicken. Um, there's rotisserie concepts, but they're still serving chicken with French fries and like, you know, mashed potatoes that are loaded with bad fats and stuff like that. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Not so much people doing things wrong. It's just like not, no one was doing what we're, what we're doing. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I noticed you guys, your hashtag that you guys saw on your guys' Instagram page is rad healthy. Yeah. I love that. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that, how you came up with that, what that kind of means for you guys? Yeah. So a lot of the, the inspo for the brand uh, sort of in general, it started with my bike racing days, but I'm also a big skier. Um, I've been skiing my whole life. And I, I, when I first got out of the restaurant business, um, I kind of did the like ski bum chef lifestyle out in Colorado. I was living in Vail and I was literally like nice cooking at night and then skiing during the day. And I would like roll into the back of the kitchen with my ski stuff, throw in the corner, put on a chef coat and go to work. So I, I love that I love like it. ski vibe. And so a lot of that has sort of has made its way into the brand from like the color palette and, and the way the restaurants look and feel and how the brand feels. So rad healthy kind of is a sort of inspired by that um but we came up with that tagline as it was actually a riff on sad healthy so oh wow sad desk lunch is kind of a thing in new york where Mm. uh, there's a lot of healthy you know fast casual quick serve concepts you can get healthy food that you can take back to your desk um but the sad desk salad is sort of what's called has become sort of a a joke in new york Um, oh my god i love that we want to be, we want to be like, not sad, healthy, but rad healthy, which is, no, I, I, I like it's filling it's satisfying. I'm going to tell my so partner about that because he's, I think he's the definition of sad, healthy lunches. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, this is good. Actually. I've never heard anyone say this. this is like a new kind of term that people are starting to say in New York. Uh, I don't know if it's like an industry term or if it's become just like sort of something that's thrown around and in New York, but I think the desk lunch has become a thing in New York and, you know, yeah. it has for years, but over the last maybe 10 years with, with the advent of fast casual and just people working more, um, people are, will, will go to takeout restaurants like ours, like a lot of them yeah. in New York, get their lunch and they're eating it at, at their desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone's trying to like improve on that takeout meal, but it just becomes like an improvement on the desk lunch. Wow. I'm going to start. I'm just sort of <laughs> saying this to my company and more specifically telling my partner this all the time because it, it does look sad. I think I think sometimes yeah. people, people like okay, my, my whole thing, I've always thought like it, you got It's good to get away for lunch when you can. Hey, sometimes for sure I'm working through lunch because my hours are crazy or whatever. But hey, if you can if you can get out, I mean, God, that get away from the desk if you can. I mean, Jesus, like and, 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 and go out and enjoy yourself for an hour. Like you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, so you said you were, you were, you were, you were on your way to becoming a professional cyclist. You said that that didn't work out for you. And then, and then you pivoted to this. Have you always been interested in the food space in general though? Or was that, like, how did that come about? I know you said it was inspired from all that, but you know, really, really what pushed so, you into this industry? Um, I got into cooking in college, I guess. I was a chem major in college, which is kind of random at this point, looking back at my life. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of parallels between cooking and being in a chem lab. I didn't want to go to graduate school and get a PhD and, and be stuck in a lab the rest of my life. So that was like, you know, sort of career turning point number one. But I liked working with my hands and I liked sort of creating um, 
And so cooking became an extension of that. So that, that started in college. And then I guess I got into restaurants shortly after college. Interesting. I love it, man. I think that's cool. I mean, so many people we have in the podcast, I think they have a, a similar drive is, is that, you know, they, were, they wanted to experiment, they wanted to try new things, but also they, they, they wanted to make people happy with their meals. They wanted to, they, they, I think a lot of specifically chefs, they get the most excitement from seeing people's reaction from their food, right? Seeing, yeah. seeing the experience they can totally. give to people, seeing, seeing that kind of impact they can make on someone's life through their food, which is really cool. Yep. And, um, and creating it. Food is yep. such a great medium to create. Like you can, every time you make a meal, you can create something totally new, totally different. Um, and it's, there's few like mediums like that where you can just like in an hour, create something from scratch that someone else can appreciate and enjoy. And you can make it different and put your spin on it and experiment, have fun with it. Yeah. hundred percent. So obviously I know, I know a big thing for you guys is, 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 is healthiness, being healthy, uh, a, a clean kitchen cons clean, uh, sorry, chicken concept. Um, what, what other, I mean, how do you, how do you, um, it's a better question for this. What kind of marketing message do you, do you use to get that out? What, what is, I know you said red healthy is obviously your hashtag. What else are you guys doing to promote that kind of healthiness? So, uh, so I don't want to contradict myself, but, um, so we use rad healthy is kind of the tagline, but we don't overtly like push health. Mm. intentionally um so i would not describe us as like as a wellness concept or one of the concepts that's like all about health is the organizing idea we try to let the food for, speak for itself so if you read our menu you're going to see that it's a healthier concept um we have a food philosophy where there's certain ingredients we won't bring in um we we don't have fryers in the restaurant we don't fry anything uh but we try not to harp on the idea of health too much Got um it. So and the reason for that, honestly, is I think, I think the, the, how do I say this? The, the wellness trend is almost getting to a point of, of unwellness where it's like really sort of pushing restrictive diets onto people. Um, and I, I don't want to be that. I, I want to be the, like, this is good food. That's good for you and enjoyable to eat. And like, let's leave it at that. Enjoy your meal. Don't, don't stress about it. Don't overthink it. Um, yeah. we're not pushing ideals on you. So we are like, we're, we're very measured in how we use health in our marketing messaging, if, if that makes sense. So, so it's more about like, this is incredibly good chicken. This is where it's sourced is how it's prepared. Um, kind of let the food speak for itself. No, I, I love that, man. That's awesome. I, I think there's something yeah. you said about what you just said there too, is, is the wellness trend is, is, is almost like, I mean, we're, we're based in Los Angeles and I know obviously in New York, there's a lot of similarities in this regard, but the, the, the healthy push is almost just too much in your face. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, you know, versus, Hey, what is the brand about? Cool thing with you guys too, by the way, though, field is I know your guys, Instagram page. It's not, it's the, the profile picture. Isn't your guys logo. It's, it's your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk to, I mean, I actually, I, I like that. I think that's kind of cool. It's you're, you're getting a lot more personal with your audience, but talk to me about what, what was the reasoning behind that or, or what made you, what led to that decision to do so? Yeah. So that's actually, that's a, a change that we made recently. Um, and it was, I've been really like trying to figure out how to make the brand more human yeah. and engage with our customers more easily and really like encourage our, our, our customers to engage with us. And so I see social media as a way to, to do that, like to actually have a conversation with our, with our customers and to yep. create more of a community 
previously, I, like, and I think this is sort of where social is going right now, but brands are sort of, it's a one-way conversation. Like every time you yep. post a product photo, that's like, whether you think of it this way or not, that's, a, that's an ad. Yeah. And customers are, are starting to filter that out literally by like either not following or, or hiding stuff or just like mentally tuning it out. Yeah. Um, and I think it's happening more and more and more frequently with social media, with email marketing, with all the, there's just, there's so much digital noise. So this was just an attempt to like actually connect with our guests. And so like we just did this, I just did this maybe three weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah. So it's very much like beta. Um, how are people going to react to a brand that like when they go there thinking they're going to the brands page, they're getting me. Yeah. Uh, but so far engagement's been up and I've started to be able to have like meaningful conversations with people through Instagram, which is kind of cool. And particularly right now, one of the things I'm missing in because of COVID is being able to walk to the restaurants and talk to our customers. So we're kind yeah. of having to turn more towards digital mediums to continue to connect with people. I love it, man. You know, what's so cool about that actually. So by the way, I just want to say I'm totally for this. And this is something that I have recommended to so many of our clients. Um, so I, I don't know if you, you know much about our agency, Misfit Media, but you know, we, we help restaurants get customers. We say the smarter mm -hmm. way, right? Big thing with us is, is digital marketing to drive traffic from an online source in store or for an online sale, right? That's what we do. We've had a couple of clients that have done something similar. Uh, we had this one client somewhere in the Midwest. They have only one location. It's a pizza concept, but the guy was doing like a quarter million per month with this tiny little pizza store. Hmm. And the big thing for him was kind of like you're mentioning here is, is connecting with people on social, creating that conversation back and forth, but also really being like the face of his brand. Right. So yep. everyone wanted to go into his pizza place to see him. I don't want to say his name, <laughs> but it, it was, it was all about him. And he, he, he yeah. created, he created all these videos on YouTube where it's, it's him making pizza. It's him talking with his customers. It's him, you know, opening up his recipe book and all this kind of stuff and really creating that, that, that back and forth communication. I feel even for me and our agency, the way we go about acquiring new restaurants to work with us is I run a lot of ads through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube to get in front of restaurant tours like yourself, uh -huh. you know, saying, Hey, you know, this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. Right. I actually run ads through my personal pages versus our agency page. So I think what you're doing, man, is, is, is killer. I think it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, like awesome. all on board with glad, this. Glad to hear it. It's, as I said, you know, we, this is a sort of a beta test. We just did it, but uh, I, my plan is to continue it. And it's, what you just said about about that guy being the face of the pizza shop—that was the other sort of the other goal here was yeah. to 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 put me more like as the face of of the business. Which is I have to credit my my marketing director and our our uh, creative agency for really like pushing this and saying like, dude, your name's on the door. Over on my personal Instagram, I'm posting all kinds of chicken pictures and stuff like that and the things I'm cooking. And they're like, why don't you just like step in and do it on the the company Instagram and start using that as the, the way to connect people. And I was like, all right, awesome. So yeah, I, yeah, dude, I'm all for this. Like put my face out there, talk to people. If you send, send us a DM, you're going to, it's going to go right to me. Um, so yeah, it's a way to have conversations with people. It's awesome. And how do you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that takes up a lot of your time, right? I, so you're, you are personally going in and replying to all these messages. 
I am personally doing everything right now. Yeah. We'll see how long, (laughs) how long, like being able to do everything works, but right now it's, it's totally manageable right now. If it like, if it starts to take off more, like I will call in reinforcements from our marketing team um, or a marketing director, but right now, right now I'm good. What, what about, um, okay, so obviously social and, and it's sliding to the DMs, conversations like that is big for you guys. What about texting and email? Do you guys, do you guys utilize those channels as a business? Uh, we don't use text. We do use email. Um, okay. So we use email marketing, like, which is sort of the traditional e-blast. Um, and then we've got also the just standard, you know, hello at for customer complaints, questions, shout outs, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, we also, we just did a campaign that was pretty cool and that, um, and it was successful. We, we made postcards that we put on every to-go bag and it was a note for me to saying like, thank you for your support over last year. If there's anything else we can do, shoot me a note. And we put an email address that went right to me. And then I was able to start responding to people's feedback, um, suggestions, experiences, whatever directly. So it was another direct engagement tool. Uh, and through that, that was awesome. Like I had some conversations with customers that went back and forth over like 10 emails about like, Hey, here's a sauce we'd love to see, or like, this didn't quite work very well on our order. Like, could you fix it? I had it like, uh, someone asked if we could talk on the phone to talk about like our catering process and how we could smooth it out for him. And, and so it became a way to like collect feedback and then act on our customer feedback. Nice. Um, which is can been I, really like something we're trying to focus on. Can I can I uh, make a suggestion for you right now that I I normally don't just dive into this go into marketing mode, but I I just see a massive <laughs> opportunity for you guys that I just want to suggest if that's cool. Yeah. Totally. Um, so <laughs> so by the way, again, I love what you're doing. I'm all for it. Like this is all great stuff. What I would suggest though, as opposed to sending out a postcard with the to go orders, you can create a little flyer or same style design postcard. But rather than just, you know, supply an email, you can create a QR code that can go on that Uh postcard. So when someone scans that, it's going to open up not email, but I would suggest actually Facebook Messenger. Have you guys ever touched Facebook Messenger or done anything with that? Uh, No, at least not to my knowledge. My marketing director might might be using it. But but so this this is this is we're huge on Messenger. Uh, okay. literally what you were saying specifically about how most brands, it's just a one, one point of communication. You're just like, Hey, this is me, blah, blah, blah. Right. And there's no conversation back. That's why I like messenger specifically, because it literally is uh-huh. a texting platform, right? Basically someone can scan that QR code. It'll open up a message directly to you if you'd like, or your restaurant, you know, whatever, however you want to set it up. You can immediately ask a question. Hey, thank you so much for ordering. You can send any message you want to them. It can actually greet them by their first name because they're actually engaging with you through Messenger. And now you've opened up a conversation in an inbox. Now they're already in your inbox, communicating back and forth. Later on also, if you want to collect their email or phone number for other remarketing purposes, you can do that also through Messenger. But Uh the reason I would suggest this versus just putting your email there is there's a lot less friction. The barrier to entry is a lot easier. I mean, they just scan it, boom, they're in conversation versus looking at the email, you know, going to type it in their email browser or whatever the case. I mean, it sounds like whatever you're doing is already working. And I think this would even just continue adding. No, to that's, that benefit that's awesome. I guess my only question on that is, is when you do that, do you then you end up having a real time conversation? So if you've, if like, are there restaurants yeah. where you, 
they're doing this or do they have someone that's on that like all the time so that anytime so, a customer sees that and, and chats, they're ready to chat back. So, you know, for us as an agency, we set up a lot of these automations that will gather yeah. feedback and do that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot more you can do with it. A lot, a lot of advanced stuff you can do, but to answer your question, you know, in, in this simple scenario we're talking about now, you, yeah, you'd probably want someone in there ready to reply if it's, if it's a human replying or you can set up an automation. But, um, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it sounds like obviously That's gathering feedback is, is crucial for you guys. I mean, I, I love that, yeah. man. I mean, you're, see, you're, you're doing the kind of stuff that I, I do the best I can to get my clients to think about. So that's awesome, man. I mean, clearly it's, it's been working for you guys in a lot of ways. Um, so what, what else, what else do you think is working for you guys? I mean, obviously it seems like you guys have had a lot of success. It seems like you guys have grown. It seems like you're, you're obviously enjoying what you're doing. You know, the one thing I'll say though, obviously, which is the obvious thing is obviously this pandemic has been very tough for the restaurant in space. More specifically, uh-huh. it's been extremely tough in New York. How, how have you guys been getting through this whole thing? And, and sounds like not just surviving, but kind of thriving on through. I mean, it's, well, we've been surviving, so (laughs) make no mistake there. I mean, we are trying to figure out how to thrive in survival mode, Uh, but, but New York has been hit every bit as hard as, as everyone has heard. It's, it's really, it's, it's been pretty brutal. You know, there was, there was a period earlier this year where it was touch and go, um, where we didn't know where things were going to end up and, you know, how the business was going to make it through. So there's been a lot of, a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, uncertainty closing restaurants reopening restaurants reclosing restaurants yeah uh so it's been it's been tough and we have like the way that i look at it, we just have to survive until sort of like mid 2021 and and the world will start to come back albeit it might be slowly but it starts to come back but yeah it. it's been it has been tough um i was just in new you know walking the street in new york um couple of days ago after I was going from restaurant to restaurant and there are so many empty storefronts right now. I mean, it's yeah. like I passed like restaurant after restaurant after restaurant where it was like for lease, for lease, for lease. And it's, it's, it's sobering. So, um, but we've been making the most of it. You know, I think we, so back in April, we launched a birds a campaign called birds for good, which was to support healthcare workers. And we were down to one restaurant at the time and we were literally just all the meals going out the door was to feed healthcare workers. Um, nice. that was like March, April. And then a bunch of restaurants did that. We were, we were one of the first, which I think was awesome. Um, and then we, we went through the summer of sort of like figuring out like, okay, like what do we do? How do we survive? And then we actually ended up in September, we paired things way back. So we took our menu down by like a third. We, we took like 17 recipes out, like 30 skews out of the rest, out of the menu. And we really like paired it back to the core. Um, and the restaurant got like, not surprisingly way, way easier to run. And, um, we like our sales kind of continued steadily. So we didn't really, it didn't hurt us from a sales standpoint, but it really improved our operation. Got it. So that was like, in terms of like, how are we thriving in survival mode? Like that was, that was sort of number one is, is simplifying and pairing back and making this thing like way easier to operate, which translates to being able to make food more consistently. Um, Absolutely. So, so now we're in the process of starting to add back and starting to sketch out like, okay, what does the post COVID menu look like? And what's the sweet spot? Like it's too, too lean right now. Um, but we're, we're adding back in, in a very like systematic way. I mean, so the, the byproduct that's been just a business that's more efficient. We've got our costs in a better place than they've been in years. Um, 
And Got so, it. yeah, we're going to make the most of it. So you're saying you're saying at the menu though, you feel like it's too, too lean as of now you, you, you want to, add some back to it in a little bit is that i mean yeah i think it needs a little more variety and a little more choice um okay. so we're so i think we're gonna add another side where I'm, I'm working on a sauce uh potentially another bowl and i've been working on tacos which is a new menu category that should drop in a month or so nice very so, cool yeah so more choice for the guests i see what you're saying nice yeah um what else what else what else have you guys done during the pandemic to kind of pivot and survive and make it on through um, so that one, that was, that was sort of like the operational, what we did with the restaurants. Um, yep. one of the big pivots that we are still in, in, in the works on is in back in April, we started working on a, on a marinated, uh, chicken that we, that we'll sell in grocery stores. Uh, oh, nice. so it's a raw chicken that's already been brined and marinated, um, that you literally just throw in the oven. Uh, or throw on the stove, cook, and you have like the perfectly seasoned, perfectly marinated chicken. Oh, I um, love that, man. Yeah. So, and the direct to consumer component, I think, is probably going to be the first to launch. So, that's this is still in the works. I'm giving you some like sort of like an early look. It's not done yet, but um, that's the, the big pivot is can we go, can we sort of transition into where a restaurant company that also sells a similar product in a grocery store with the like, end goal of being let's just get healthy better better quality chicken into people's homes for dinner like however however we can so i say if you don't want to cook get delivery from the restaurant if you if you want to cook buy buy a raw chicken and cook it up nice um so yeah that's i'm i'm psyched about that one again it's still like in the works and it's been a process but uh we're almost there Got it. What about, what about online, online sales for you guys? Have those, have those gone up quite a bit, obviously since the pandemic? Uh, yeah. I mean, they were climbing before the pandemic and then the pandemic just like totally accelerated everything. Absolutely. So, so we're, we're like 50, 50 in store to delivery right now, I'd say. Okay. Um, and that's a mix of third party Grubhub, Uber. And then we launched a new mobile app back in December. So we have pickup and delivery through the app as well. Oh, wow. Got it. Yeah. And so that's obviously we kind of went through the first, like the first few months of that of, of working out the kinks and, and then you know, we'll start to, to market and promote that. Got it. Is that like a custom built app that you guys created or is that something that you guys kind of plug and play with or? Uh, it's custom built, custom wow. built on top of our ordering engine, but wow. the, the front end is custom. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys use for your ordering engine? Uh, we use Olo. Got it. So with, without the app though, like, like a customer could just go to your guys' website and also order online, right? Direct through Olo? Uh, not through Olo. You'd have to go through a third party. So you either have to go through our mm. website. Olo is literally just the ordering engine. So our website yeah. funnels orders into Olo and that talks to our POS. But if I wanted to, but if I wanted to take out delivery, you're saying I have to use a third party app as of now on your site? No, you, no, no. you can use our app or our, our website or you can use third party. So if you okay, go to nice. chicken.com, you can click order now and you can get pickup or delivery. Nice. And same thing with the mobile app. And you'll have cool. loyalty points if you do it that way. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I have always um I think look, in general, when it comes to restaurants for for apps, it's one of those things for for me. Sometimes it's great for the restaurant, sometimes it's it's a huge, great, awesome move for them in general. That's a lot more profitable, connects them a lot in a lot better ways with their customer base and, and all these other benefits to it. I've also seen some restaurants just spend literally hundreds of thousands on an app and 
it only counts for 1% of their sales. Um, yeah. For, for you guys, what's what's been the strategy as far as getting customers to use the app? Has that been something you feel like you've been pretty successful in as of now? Or that, has that been kind of a struggle? Or what's been the strategy to do so? So we, we are, it's a good question. So we, we had an app before that was a white label app before we built this, this custom app. So the, it's been migration, yeah. which still in COVID has been more of a challenge than it would have been otherwise. Um, but, yeah. but people need to download a new app, you know, migrate the rewards over. So there's some friction. Um, so we are like, you know, kind of sort of constantly nudging our existing guests. Like, Hey, you know, here's our new app. There's, it's better. There's new perks. And then we have a marketing campaign that's in the works that should drop sometime in the next I think, month or so. Um, Got it. Starting to call out the app. So we intentionally, when we roll out something like this, like we, we usually give it a few months to, to work out all the kinks before we're starting to, to drive people to it actively. Got but, it. Uh, yeah, that's coming. Do you know how many users you guys have on the app as of now? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I could find out. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Again, I, I'm I'm all like, look, I, I'm I'm all for it. I think when when a restaurant can make it work, like you know, if you look at, you know, the the Sweet Green, for example, right? Man, they're mm-hmm. just killing it with their app. I mean, it's like it's so impressive, right? Um, another company, Domino's, obviously, they're killing it. Um, some of those bigger concepts have a lot bigger budgets. They can do a lot more interesting things with it, but even smaller concepts I've seen have success. Of course, of course. Domino's has done, has done tech. I mean, of all the restaurant companies. Yeah. Well, it was, it was kind of funny because like I was at a, I was at a a restaurant conference like 2019 before the pandemic, good old days. Right. Uh, but I, I was, I was sitting in this session and it was about apps for restaurants and you had Sweetgreen was up there on stage. It was Domino's was on stage. And then a few other concepts. I think Qdoba was on stage. And again, this was like mid-2019. And <clears throat> of course, I asked the question, what percent of your sales are coming through the app? And I think it was only, I think it wasn't, I forget who it was. It might have been Qdoba. I don't want to call them out. <laughs> but they said 1% of their sales were coming from the app. Yeah. And so, you know, they were, they were talking like this big game with the app and only 1% of their sales are coming through it. But then again, you see someone like Domino's and their entire business is built around. It. I mean, they are a tech company, right? Same thing with Sweetgreen. I'd say they're a tech company even more so than restaurant now. So I think, you know, the idea of an app is like, Hey, if you can make it work, hell yeah, more power to you guys. Just sometimes mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's hard to get people using it, getting people to download yep. another app when they already have all these other apps. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, and I will say in, in COVID, we did see, you know, we've had an app the whole time. We have this new app, but it's, it's replacing an old app. Yeah. Um, but uh, more people are ordering through desktop than mobile, which kind of makes sense because people are sitting at home or sitting at their desk, Got not it. like ordering from the subway on their way home. Um, so yeah, both, both are important, but it's significant for us. And the, the pickup component's pretty huge. That's, and that's, I'd say that's, True everywhere, but in New York in particular, the like walk in, pick up your food off the shelf and leave has yeah. become huge. So 100%. that drives a lot of the traffic to the app is people kind of expect it of a New York restaurant. Like if I can't walk in, skip the line, pick up, like I'm going somewhere else because I don't have time to stay yeah. in a massive line. New York is definitely an interesting market in the restaurant space. I mean, we we do restaurants yeah. all across North America, so the US and Canada. And specifically New York is the the buying habits for restaurants there with the customer base we've seen are are, are very different. And it's very quick, uh, totally. close by. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's interesting. Um, New York is 
is is sort of like a different world unto itself in like for better or worse you know like i think restaurants entering new york it's a wake-up call i also have heard an equal number of stories of restaurants getting out of new york for the first time and yeah. being a wake-up call going into a different market and not understanding it so yeah it's a bubble a hundred percent man so field so how do you how do you i'm kind of curious how do you, how do you personally get better how what do you do to push your brand forward to push yourself forward what are do you read any books? Do you listen to any podcasts specifically? How do you get better as a CEO? Um, so I read when I can, uh, <laughs> which mm-hmm. so I have two, two young kids. And uh, so life is, is just literally insane right now. I go from like yeah. work to like I walk in the other room and it's like there's like a baby eating paint. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I read when I can. Um, this this has been my my latest read marketing rebellion i just picked this up uh nice it's the subtext is the most human company wins i've been really into that particularly with you know we were talking about with our social media and like connecting with guests putting my personal story more forward um that whole book is about connecting with with customers and your customer basically being your your best marketer yeah Um, so i recommend that one Um, i'm trying to educate myself on marketing more right now nice Um, and then lately it's been getting back in the kitchen, honestly. So I, I hadn't spent a lot of time in the kitchen over the last several years. And then with COVID, it's sort of, it's, it's gotten me back in the kitchen, um, creating new recipes, new menu items, thinking from a product offering standpoint, like how can we grow the business? How can we sell our product? And that's gotten me to reconnect with our food. It's gotten me like sort of deeper into the kitchens, working alongside our team, and yep. so in terms of like growing as a CEO, like that's in some ways like the best growing I can do right now, which is yeah. getting closer to our product and closer to our teams in the restaurants. A hundred percent, man. No, I, I, by the way, I, I think that's amazing that also you're, you're looking to educate yourself more in the marketing space. Cause I think, I don't know, look, I'm a marketing agency for restaurants. So I've heard every story you can imagine, as you can imagine. Right. So yep. it, it's just, there's the, the big thing for us that I see is, is a lot of restaurant tours have this like resistance to new technologies or doing marketing in general. They think the idea of like, oh, just great food and service will help you get to where you want to go. Well, I promise you the Domino's of the world, the Sweet Greens of the world, the McDonald's of the world, any, any brand that's surpassed like to that level, they don't think that. It takes yeah. having a great product, great service and marketing to right. accelerate exactly. that, right? Yeah, they're I mean, all just focused on product and, and service as everyone else is, and yeah. they market the health. Big big thing we said at our company is 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 marketing will accelerate the truth of your brand. So if you have uh, a great brand, great product, people love you, love talking about you, love coming back with the right marketing campaign, you're going to accelerate the success you're already seeing. But uh-huh. If it's the opposite, you're going to get the opposite. If you have a shit product, things aren't working out for you. People don't say great things yep. about you. The marketing is to get more people to say more negative things about you. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the truth. So, yeah, man, I think that's awesome that, that you're looking to do that. I mean, it, that is like, for me as a marketer, that's, that's music to my ears. I love that, man. Because, again, more people need to be like that. Um, so you yeah, have a... You have a thinking about- with it, like with the times, you know, we, we've really hunkered down because of COVID in New York and the winter and everything. But we are now looking ahead and going like, all right, April, May, June, people are going to start to come out of the woodwork. People are getting vaccinated. The city's going to start to come back. Like, yeah, we can do everything right with our food, but we need to market. Like we need to, to be out there screaming like we're here 
yeah. when people are looking for food. So we're, we're getting ready 100%. to put our foot on gas and marketing. hundred percent, hundred percent. The thing, the thing too, is that you got to remember is like people change habits. People forget things, man, COVID, a lot of restaurants shut down. They're not, they're not aware of who's still open, whatever the case. Right. I, I think marketing in a lot of people's minds before the pandemic was something like, oh, it's nice to have. And now they're looking at it as oh, I need to have this, uh, you know, big time. Right. Yep. Um, so it sounds like obviously, again, you, that's something that's super important to you. You've been educating yourself in that regard. You got a PR team, a marketing team. What, what are, what are some, uh, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, what are some like recent marketing campaigns you guys have done that you guys have seen as very successful? What what are you guys seeing that's working for you guys on the marketing front? Um, yeah, thanks. So I guess so. Most recently, um, so we're we're converting all of our restaurants from ovens to rotisseries, and so we went back to our original mm. location down on Maiden Lane, and we put a rotisserie in there. And uh, now you see the chicken, like the the whole chicken, being cooked while you're waiting in line, which is oh super cool. Um, yeah. And something we probably should have done a while ago, but we had these fancy combi ovens cooking chicken with very specific specs. And um, we've kind of gone a little more old school to, to be able to show off the product. And I actually think we're getting a better product too. So in marketing rotisserie, we, you kind of have to go to the store to see it, but have, I think the most cohesive campaign we've ever done where you walk into the store and it's the window says healthy rotisserie dinner and the signs say healthy rotisserie dinner and there's all these touch points throughout the store and it's in a, a pink and orange color combo, which is like super on brand for us in terms of our brand palette. Um, yeah. And it just like, you can't get through the store without seeing it, but it's not offensive, like in, in your face, like it's not too loud. Um, and it's cool. Like it adds to the vibe of the store. That's like, I'm psyched about that. Cause that's the product of like literally three years of branding work with the same agency, like dialing it to the point where, words on a page in the right two colors look awesome totally um, so yeah that's like to me like the holy grail of branding is if like that's all you need is like words and colors and people get it 100 percent. so that's been successful we've seen sales really grow at that store that that store has even though it's our smallest has become our top performing store nice um, and it's like i think it looks great it's a super simple cohesive message that drives home like dinner which is one of the things that we're, we're trying to push right now Hundred percent. No, I love that, man. I, 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 love the look of that. Being able to sing it, seeing a chicken on rotisserie versus oven. I think that's awesome. That's really cool. Very, very cool. Um, social media. You said that obviously connecting with people is, is big for you guys. Are you guys also running ads on social, or is it just mostly an organic approach? Or what are you guys doing there? So it's all we. It's all organic right now. We were running ads up until sort of like midsummer, and then we decided to put a pause on it. Um. So everything is organic now. I think we'll probably restart that again, spring, summer, sort of right when we feel like the time is right in terms of the critical mass of people in New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally believe in, in social media advertising as being effective and, um, you know, tolerated by, by customers. 100%. Um, what about TikTok? Have you guys used TikTok? We've not used TikTok yet, no. <laughs> That's the only the only problem with me being the doing the social is I don't like, I don't have the bandwidth to do multiple platforms like Instagram just taking on Instagram enough or has been enough like I'm I'm yeah. busy like I'm <laughs> on top totally. of my normal job now I'm doing Instagram I'm also creating recipes well, and I'm just kind of curious what what is like your your customer base is what's like the average age you see coming through generally speaking what 
you know, what's the demographics look like? It's a pretty wide range. Um, 25 to 40, I think is like our yeah. peak set. If you were, if you go look at our, our data, um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty broad, broad Got it. range of, of people. I mean, look, I, it's, I think for a lot of people, they, they hear TikTok and they're like, ah, you know, I, I don't know yet. I'll tell you for me, and I've actually spoken to a few people on our podcast recently about this, but I'm, I'm like hyped on TikTok right now. Honestly, man, I really? like, I honestly think it's a huge opportunity. Um, I started posting TikToks like four to six months ago and I was like, God, this is like a little kid's app. Like, what am I doing? Like, stupid. But then I, I started getting a little more serious about it. And dude, you can, you can post a video and it can go totally viral within like a couple days. I posted a video three days ago that got 200,000 views. And all I said, 200,000 views. And, and all I said was, hey, here's, you know, here's five things you should say or you should ask at the, at the end of a job interview to make you look legit. You know, and I just go through five questions and like the reason, the reason I've been suggesting to people or just like asking questions about it is because like, I think what Instagram was in 2015, right. You could, you could post and so, so easily you could reach a lot more people. Now it's a little more difficult, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like, but, but man, on TikTok, you can, you could post, you could probably post a video of chicken on rotisserie. And, you know, get some employee going behind it, like doing a thumbs up, you know, drizzling some sauce on it or something. And that would go viral. I'm serious. Like that would reach thousands of people in a couple of days. And all right, I'll check it out. It's been kind of in the back of my mind, but I'm just like, I don't have time for another platform, but uh, it's, maybe it's not. I know, man. I trust me. Like, <laughs> I, I know it sounds like an undertaking. It's probably the last thing you want to do because it sounds like you already have it on your plate. Um, but I would just maybe ask your team about it. You know, like, hey talk to this crazy kind of podcast and we should try TikTok. I'll check it I'm out. I'm on it. I, I, and, well, here's the thing too. You're the kind of person that I think could make it work, right? Like I think a lot of people, maybe not. Like a lot of people don't really have the personality. They're not willing to be on camera. They don't want to be the face of their company. They're a little old school. You guys have a sweet looking brand. You got the, the face and the personality for it. Like you're one of the few restaurateurs who could make it work, I think. So I don't know. Yeah, now, now I'm all hyping up on TikTok again, but... I'll check it out. I'm, after this, I'm going <laughs> to see if I can get our handle on TikTok and I'll poke around. Make, make an account, man. Add me. I'll I add you back. I'll, I'll show you guys some love. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I think, I think it'd be cool. Because again, like the thing, other thing I noticed with a lot of restaurants is like they don't, they don't prioritize branding. I, I love that you're working with a branding agency. I love that you said you've been working on it for three years to make your brand look good. I've always thought like, it's crazy to me how many people in the restaurant space don't prioritize branding or just like how the restaurant looks in the stores look like, God, man, like people want to enjoy food in a clean environment that looks good. Right. And it's at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's, 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 it's a fixed cost that'll last you years. <laughs> just yeah. spend the money on it. It's worth it. Um, yep, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessive about branding. I love it. Of all the things like that's one of the things that, I'm like so what I'm would, most personally. So what would you tell some some other restaurateurs who are listening to this podcast and thinking, ah, oh, another guy is obsessed with branding? What what would be your biggest argument for branding? Branding's what it, it's what makes your your restaurant stand out and the personality of your business comes through in your brand. So 
yeah. want to create a personality that people can react to, relate to, latch on to. Like that's that's all branding. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you for. I saying look that. at like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of think of it as like you, you and branding. It takes time. Like you have to sort of grow it. Like it's almost like it's a like a child. Like you know, you start yeah. out and it's like been and then it grows into a toddler and then a teenager and it gets a little bit of edge and gets its own personality and it starts to talk back and like that's when you know you've started to hit it like when the brand starts to talk back or it's got a little bit of edge then you're sort of in that like teenager sweet spot yeah no i kind of like that that's that's a good way to look at it it, it and it, again it's not an easy thing so i know a lot of people struggle with it of course um yep. you know but it but god damn is it worth it i mean it's it's also even, even, like for for me it's like branding it's an expression of me like i see branding as one way aside from the food as a way to express myself so like yes the, the look and feel the inspiration for it the color palette like that's all an ex an ex, you know expression of, of me individually and like i we brought in additional colors because i like i wanted to be able to bring in like a more vibrant palette and and create like a sort of a happier vibe um, yeah be able to have fun and so all of that like there's all there's a reason for all of it but yeah, it becomes yeah. a creative. No, I mean, I, I think that's cool. Um, also, I mean, what 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 are your long term plans for for your restaurant? I mean, are you are you looking at franchise at some point, or have you guys already franchised? I wasn't sure actually. Uh, we've not franchised, and we don't have plans for franchising at the moment. Um, the 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 growth plan, I think, right now looks like um, so. We're only in New York. We've got six locations. We expand in new york probably through ghost kitchens so you know we're looking at you know 2022 is the next sort of expansion year um that becomes a way to expand our footprint in new york without opening a bunch of new locations although we might open some um but that's sort of the next step and then opening brick and mortar locations in the suburbs i think is is part of the the next phase for us so we've been in new york for you know again almost seven years um, and i actually think the sweet spot for the concepts going to end up being in the suburbs you know we're like roasted rotisserie chicken and vegetables that are great for a family um great for dinner at home and so that's like i'm dying to get into a suburban market 100 percent. because you guys i mean you guys look like you have a scalable concept i mean and 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 it it sounds like i mean you you sound like the kind of operator that obviously branding like we just mentioned is a very important thing for you you, you've, you've refined the menu to the point where it's it's just the right size. You've optimized it up and down because of the pandemic. You're paying extra attention to these things, which I could see scaling with a franchise concept. And we, we're actually in talks right now with this this one restaurant based out of Atlanta. They have three locations and, and they've just started the route of, of turning it into a franchise. So we're, we're, we're in talks with helping them kind of do that. It's actually a new thing for us. I've never done this before. So it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really excited about it. But- you kind of have that look and feel of a brand I think that could franchise or, or just scale under, under corporate. I mean, whatever the case, I mean, you guys have scaled six locations, but you know, but seriously, you, your guys' brand is cool. I mean, that, that was, that's why, you know, I, I just mentioned it. Cause it, Hey, you know, I don't know if that's a, a goal of yours or not at some point, but yeah. maybe somebody consider kind of cool. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I, thanks for saying that. And yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the goal for the brand has always been to, to make it a national brand and to scale across the country. So whether that's company owned or franchise, you know, at the moment, I think it'd be company owned, but, but yeah. who knows? hundred percent. What are, what are some of the problems as you've gotten into the space? It's kind of funny. A lot of my clients always tell me, you know, Hey, stick to, stick to the marketing thing. You never want to be a restaurant tour. 
Uh, restaurateurs love saying negative things about the restaurant space, but you know, it, you know, whatever the case, you've been pretty positive through this whole pandemic. It seems like you've been able to make it work through this whole time. What are, you know, what about this? What are some problems that you see that people are, are currently making? And then also, how do you stay positive during this whole time? Uh, compartmentalizing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you kind of, you, you have to actively say positive sometimes. I mean, at least yeah. particularly in, in this pandemic, you know, there's been times where it's like things are upside down and, and last thing I want to be is positive. And it's just kind of forced myself back into that mindset. Um, totally. But yeah, the restaurant business is hard and it's, it's really freaking hard. And, and I think what's so, what's so hard about it is you can be working your ass off. You can be doing everything right. And like something just explodes for no reason. Like you're having the best yeah. sales week you've ever had. You're, you're finally killing it after like really working to get things going. And then like a piece of equipment explodes and the restaurant is shut down for a few days or whatever. And it's like, you just, sometimes you feel like you just can't win. Um, so yeah, it, it's just like, it can be brutal and it kind of like, it, it beats you up. hundred percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> no yeah i mean i mean you're right and also i mean like like you mentioned right so that there's you could be working your ass off doing things all right and then boom something explodes legit which is unfortunate but what about what about some of the opportunities you see now i mean obviously look the, the pandemic again has been tough but i think in a situation like this a lot of opportunities do open up as well right mm-hmm. i mean i think you know a lot of restaurants have seen major opportunities specifically in pushing more online ordering because now you know, I think before the pandemic, I think a lot of people were already navigating towards that, right? But now more than ever, hey, online sales are through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other opportunities you've seen in this space, though? You know, I mean, I think big picture opportunity, the restaurant industry is going to come back. So, yeah. um, you know, if we're left standing on the other side of this, which, you know, I think we will be and, and a lot of other restaurants fortunately will. Um, there's going to be a few years where like where restaurants can rebuild and there'll be periods of growth. And so there's a big opportunity there. Um, and then I think there's going to be probably some reinvention in, in a good way. You know, it, it sucks to walk down the street in New York and see all of the closed storefronts and the places that are for lease. Um, and that was kind of a downer the other day, but then thinking about it there, I have no doubt that this is New York city and New York is New York and businesses will start to fill those storefronts and they will be new businesses, new concepts, new takes on food, you know, people reinventing things in a way that like, I think in a few years, it can be really cool to see what's out there. Um, so I'm excited to see what the like restaurant industry looks like in three years and like, and how people have bounced back. So that's sort of yeah. my big picture take on the, on the industry is I think there's, there's opportunity for everyone as we come out of this and we're going to see some really cool stuff. And I'm psyched about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you, do you think we're, I mean, how soon until you think we're really bouncing back and things are totally normal again? What's the timeline that you think is going to happen? Oh man. Uh, you know, personally, I think 2022, I think it's, uh, as much as we'd like to think that like it bounces back, you know, with the snap of the fingers, it's, I think it's a slow, steady recovery over the course of this year. Like I think, got it. I think in April we'll start to see business start to come back. We've got vaccinations increasing, and then yeah. you know winter plays a big role in our business. You know we're always slower in the winter because people aren't out walking around. So yeah. the weather gets nicer, people are out walking around the streets. Business will pick up because of that. You know people are vaccinated, so they're more comfortable, and it'll come back. It's just 
it's yeah. probably going to take all year. And then in New York City, the office population has a big impact on it. Uh, totally. And a bigger impact on the restaurant industry than a lot of people realize. So for restaurants like us, we depend pretty heavily on the corporate lunch. Um, and we do a lot of corporate dinner too. Like a lot of people, when they work late, they order delivery from us. And so when the offices are empty, you know, we don't have those customers. Um, but also like every, you know, every fine dining restaurant in Midtown depends on a corporate clientele. So the office population is, is important too. So we have to wait and see when offices are going to, are going to be back at capacity or, or close to capacity. That could be, I think, September ish, depending on when companies make them come back. So I guess big picture, slow, steady recovery over the next nine to 12 months is kind of how I'm, I'm looking at it. Got it. Got it. Hey man. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take that though. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, restaurateurs or other people in general, I, I've spoken to you about this, you know, think it's even further out. So I, I love the idea that 2021 we're back in action. I think that's great. I mean, I'd Could like to be. see that. I mean, I think, I don't think we're fully back until 22. Um, yeah, but we'll see, you know, that's my, that's my best guess. And I, I, no one's got a crystal ball here. So it's, yeah, it's you hard know, to say. At one point, we thought it was going to be August of 2020, and obviously, we couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, I know it's it's just oh god, it's it's like god, I saw something something I saw some post on social media, and it was like, and now we're back with season two of America. <laughs> this season, like, it's just it's just yep. been it's a it's a it's a drama. It's a TV show we're living. In. It's just wild what's going on. Um. Field, what what about you know a lot of a lot of our listeners on this podcast are uh, restaurant tours with one or two locations and 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 they're looking to scale out to three four five six like yourself. What are, what are uh-huh. some pieces of advice that you would recommend to those people who are looking to expand their business? I mean, what are things that have, obviously running a, a single location operation versus six is very different. What are some of the biggest learnings that you've taken as a restaurant tour as as you've scaled the concept up? I guess first to me, the hardest, the hardest moves are like one to two and two to three and then three to four to five to six is actually quite a bit easier. Mm. Um, so if you get those out of, out of the way, it does get easier. And that's, that's because going from one to two, you're doubling the size of the business. Yeah. Doubling the size of any of restaurant businesses is crazy and bigger chains would never do that. Um, but you have to, to go from one to two. So uh, yeah. the first, I guess I would say, you know, just be prepared to grind it out in the first three um, and standardize wherever you can, because as you, as you scale, you scale all the good, but you also scale all the bad and you, and all of the inconsistencies as well. So yeah. like we're still kind of going back and standardizing across our, our locations right now. And the more you standardize, the easier it becomes to run. So if I had like one mantra to give to someone that was like, I want to go from one restaurant to five or six, I would say simplify and then simplify again and then simplify more than you think you need to. I um, love it. It just makes it things so much easier. And it's take, it took us, even though I feel like I've always sort of believed in that it took, it's taken us really like five or six years to fully embrace that and say like, all right, focus and simplify is going to be our mantra and we're going to make this thing way easier to run. And then we're going to be able to turn out better food more consistently. And we'll actually be able to scale. Got it. Got it. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess right now there is still a lot of uncertainty about when we're going to be back to normal, whatever the case, what are, what are some piece of advice that you would give to some restaurants who are just maybe kind of struggling right now and, and, and want to just do better. Any kind of lasting piece of advice given the situation we're all in. <laughs> Um, I mean, first I would say you just got to ride it out. You know, I think every, everyone 
most of us are struggling in some way just to just to make ends meet and to to stay alive in the, the restaurant business. I mean, as I said earlier, we, we're trying to thrive in survival mode. Uh, so yeah. sticking with it and just trying to get to the other side of the the tunnel, I think is 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 number one. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you know, I've talked a lot about like trying to engage with our customers more, and that's a like a shift for us. I think that's super important because if you want to, if you want us to, to be successful and come out of this quickly, the best thing you can do is understand what your customers want and how you can serve them better and how you can deliver more value to them. hundred percent. So that, um, yeah, that's the reason for all of that. One other thing I should, I just thought about field is, is you mentioned that as you're growing your concept, you're looking to grow with like virtually, right? So put going in like some kind of cloud kitchens or something like that. Was that the idea or are you looking to also um, I don't even know the proper name for it, but there's a lot of our clients and, and other virtual brands are actually pitching restaurants to exist in their own kitchen. Mm-hmm. Have you looked into that as well? Or are you actually looking to rent your own kitchen space? We're looking to rent our own kitchen space. So okay. what I would do is, you know, there's either, we either go lease a kitchen somewhere or you, you jump into a ghost kitchen concept of which they're, you know, a number now. And you're just renting a kitchen so that we can get into a new market without having to build a, you know, high street Entire location. Yeah. Brick and mortar restaurant. Because that's something um, that I, I have but, seen quite a bit though, is, is, is like, we have a, have you heard of five napkin burger in New York? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're one of our clients and they're working with, uh, I think it's called chef picky's wings or something. And they also now do chef picky's wings within, I think like two of their stores. Or something like that. Okay, so they're doing someone else's concept in their like extra. Yeah, like and they got extra space, and that's becoming more and more popular. I've seen, and so like I was just yeah. kind of curious if you've looked into that because, I mean, again, you guys have a pretty badass looking concept, man. I I, I love what you guys are doing, and I, I just think that's kind of cool. I I mean, I don't know. I this is the first time I've ever heard restaurants doing that type of thing, like Five Napkins doing. I mean, I just think it's cool though because it's like the the concept going inside the restaurant's kitchen. Like they don't have to pay these insane fees for rent, even if it's a virtual kitchen, right? They're using mm-hmm. existing kitchen, existing employees, and then they're splitting the revenue with that restaurant. So I was just kind of curious the route you guys were going through. Or I mean, again, this is new to me, so I haven't so, heard this until very recently, this kind of idea. Yeah, and, and it sounds like part of what you're also talking about is virtual concepts where like a restaurant will create sort of new restaurants within their restaurant and say like, yeah. I'm going to launch a chicken wing concept and a taco concept and a burger concept all virtually. And you could go on like Grubhub or Uber and you can go to like Fields Good Burgers and Fields Good Wings and yeah. feel like you're going to some, you know, wings restaurant. In reality, you're just going into a Fields Good Chicken and it's being made in our kitchen. And exactly. you can do, you can create branding for that and everything. So that we've, we haven't done that, but I know of restaurants that have, um, and have been pretty successful. So it's, that's an, a whole other way to, to approach it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Hey, look, I really appreciate your time today. Phil. I mean, that, that was, that was awesome. I mean, it sounds like you guys, um, I know you said you guys are in survival mode, but you guys are doing a lot better than most restaurants I think out there. So props <laughs> to you guys for that. I mean, seriously, like that is, that is awesome. Um, I'll be looking out for you on TikTok, though, man. I'll, I'll be, um, Looking for your account, looking for these these videos, looking for some rotisserie chicken videos. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, the case. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, look at, at TikTok now. You've got my word here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, hey, again, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be in contact real soon. Thanks for All coming right. on. Thanks so much for having me. It was great, great chatting with you. Thanks, Field. Talk soon then. All right.
Take care. See ya.